Hello, and welcome to Heal, Love, and Grow with Hasina. So many of us find ourselves single at one point or another in our life. And with a pandemic, technology advances, and media on all our devices, meeting someone by happenstance was a thing of the past. That's when online dating became the fastest and easiest way to meet people. Whether just for a hookup, or to find the person of your dreams. But what happens when that flawless, charismatic jock turns out to be half his stated height, less charming than Lord Farquaad in Shrek, and makes a pepperoni pizza look more appetizing? In this episode, I will take you through some of my dating bloopers and ways I've managed to filter through the not-so-charming, not-so-honest profiles that can make dating a more enjoyable and safe experience for all. Join me on this episode of Online Dating, an Offline Personality Crisis. After watching the Tinder swindler and having had a guy slip into my DMs offering me jewelry, cash, and perfumes, if I just paid the customs officer that was his friend, I decided It was time to finally expose my dating life in bloopers in hopes to save others the heartache, pain, and the too-good-to-be-true lies that are often told in the dating world. Now, for the most part, people are genuinely looking for a relationship, or one would hope. But how many times have you had a guy say, but I'm different, it's complicated? Now, I say guy, but I'm sure many men have had this done to them by women as well. I'm not claiming our innocence by any means, or to be specific to any gender. I'm just going by my experience and those of my female counterparts in the same dating pool. And let me tell you, this pool is like an overcrowded public pool on a hot summer's day. I became acquaintances with a girl because she dated the same three guys I went on dates with prior. We should have exchanged notes. It may have saved some very painful encounters. Have you ever had a friend on the same dating app and they start talking about this great guy and all the things he says and you suddenly scroll through your messages and realize Mr. Rico Suave is Mr. Creepo Scum? I've had that experience a few too many times. Now, I haven't had a hard time meeting people, whether at a restaurant or in my travels. However, lately, it seems that people have forgotten how to approach someone they're interested in without sending them running to the bathroom trying to find an escape window. A recent example was while my daughter and I were traveling to Spain. We were at a restaurant that had a small dance floor area. And as we were dancing, multiple men tried to approach us. One clearly didn't know what a breath mint was. Another worked his way across the entire venue and thought we wouldn't notice. Then, there was a guy who spoke no English but used Google Translate to tell me he loved me and wanted to date me, but didn't even know my name. And the best was the man that called us Muslimon, a term used to identify Muslims, but in a very derogatory tone. 
all because my daughter was drinking water and our skin color was quite tanned. So, in-person dating isn't much better. Though, in-person, you can filter the BS a lot quicker than wasting days, weeks, or even months before you finally see the person for who they really are. Online dating does allow you to put your best foot forward and hide your insecurities. But what happens when you finally meet? The insecurities, the flaws, they don't just disappear. If I had a dime for every time a guy would say, I need someone who'd help me be better, or I've been taken advantage of because of my kindness, or the classic, she was so mean to me. I'd be a very rich woman. I'm not saying that those things can't happen or be true, but if you're being taken advantage of because you're too kind and you're a grown adult, then you need to look inwards rather than outside. Why do you feel the need to be overly kind to the point of not knowing your value and worth? I'm sure many of you, men and women, are shaking your heads thinking, wow, I can relate. Well, if we're in a world where swiping right or left determines your future, what can you do to be safe and protect yourself from falling for a scam that could leave you broken, or worse, broken and broke? Watch for red flags. Now, some of these can be waving right in your face with smoke signals, like my last relationship. But others can be more subtle, like the guy that tells you he is never free on the weekends or evenings. It's probably because he's home playing daddy and hubby. Or the guy that tells you he's a great guy. If he needs to convince you of it, he isn't buying what he's selling. Nice people will show you how they are in time and with genuine actions. Another huge red flag is a guy that goes from being very interested in you to a cold shoulder and distancing himself. Honey, if he isn't giving you the time and energy you deserve, move on. Now, if you're expecting him to drop his life and be at your beck and call, well, Maybe take a break from dating and stay away from those fatal attraction stalking moves. I believe it was an episode of Jay Shetty's podcast that I was listening to, and he said something along the lines of, if a guy gives you eight good weeks and nothing more, don't plan for what you'll do with him at 16 weeks, because he's already shown you eight weeks is all he can give you. That is one of the best advices that I've ever taken from the dating world. A huge mistake in the dating world that I was guilty of was future fantasizing. How could we not? We all grew up with Cinderella, Belle, and Sleeping Beauty. Prince Charming was supposed to look and be a certain way, and we were all supposed to live happily ever after, right? Wrong. Not that we can't live happily ever after, but if we aren't happy within, we aren't going to find it in another person. Fantasizing about something that hasn't happened 
and putting all your happiness in the hands of another isn't only not fair to that person, but it isn't fair to you and your self-worth. Stay in the present and catch yourself before you're all suited in your wedding dress walking down the aisle with Mr. You-don't-know-his-last-name-but-you-feel-he's-the-one guy. Early in speaking with someone I connect with, I like to do a video call. This allows me to keep myself safe and still get to see if Mr. Suave has all his teeth and isn't posing as his grandson. True story. I went on a date years ago with a man who used his son's pictures on his profile. When I met this almost 70-year-old, I bought myself a shot, looked at him, and told him that even that couldn't make him look younger. And then I walked out. I was called shallow. But how shallow do you have to be to put a fake picture up? I mean, he ruined any chance of his son meeting a woman too. Now that's inconsiderate. With having a daughter that is of dating age, it's really awkward when kids she went to school with start showing up on these dating apps. One tried to reach out and I cautioned him about his age and notified the dating site and then mentioned it to my daughter so she would never date him. And a bonus, he knows she's aware of what he tried to pull so the chances of seeing his face around is very unlikely. Okay, tip number two. Meet for a coffee in a public place. Don't start with liquid courage, as that liquid courage could have you waking up on a cold cement floor with the very fugly guy that has a tattoo with some other chick's name on it and a heart. Tip number three. Tell someone where you're going, with whom you're going, and to check in on you. Even if your date knows you have an escape, if it goes well, you can show them you're enjoying the date by letting your safe person know that you're okay. And if the date isn't going well, does it matter what he thinks? Tip number four. Do not go out giving some guy your credit card number, your home address, or your kid's school information. He could be a billionaire that has his enemies tracking him and can't use his cards. He has mommy and daddy and made his riches before you. Your address and personal information about your kids' lives should be guarded like your life depends on it. Because, well, it does. And tip number five, do not, and I repeat, do not give up your life, your friends, and your obligations for anyone, especially someone you're just meeting or dating. Life existed before them, and life will exist after. But those friends may get tired of you popping up like a groundhog, only when it works for you. And your obligations, like work, school, they don't wait for anyone. Don't give up your identity and who you are for anyone. I hope this helps those of you getting into the dating world. And remember, if a man or a woman wants you, they will make time. And if not, they'll make excuses. That's when you excuse yourself 
and value yourself enough to block and delete. Your time is far too valuable. Believe you're worth it. Until next time, stay safe. Thank you for joining me, Hasina, on Heal, Love, and Grow with Hasina.